Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. You're here watching Dice and Dungeons, and I'm here at the table with. I'm David Wong. I play uh, Binds of Tabexi Nard. Hi, I'm Nicole Bates, and I play Poria on Zool. <laughs> the dangling truant. <laughs> Hi, I'm Greg. I can talk. Um, I play Osset Ralph, the Furbog fighter. I also have played for a brief period of time Uther Robert with an A, who was a bodyguard to Arcanist Ortax. We're getting something. the backstory from our all-year we cover identities. We were, we were going to do that, uh, and I think it lasted maybe five, six minutes. And yeah. uh, currently, I'm playing Robart. Robart, a wealthy mine owner. Uh, I own one or more added 19 mines in the Fervent Wild. Uh, that's Robart with two A's. Where? In the Fervent Wild. No, in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Alexis Bates, your trusty dungeon mistress, uh, who occasionally now uh, plays the character of Holwyn, our non binary elf ranger. So, um. Announcements. Ooh. Announcements. Yes, that's what I do next. Sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dyson Dungeons. It's the best way to support the show. That's super cool. What's in there? All sorts of stuff. Check it out. <laughs> that's dope. And what should happen if you go there? Give us money. It's great. <laughs> that's the number one reason you should go to that site. <laughs> I try and do a nice, concise one, and they just need to stretch it out. I Not love it. All. I, I love the, Why do you go there? To give us money. <laughs> well, like, what else? You give us money there. We also post patron-exclusive improv sessions that we do before each session to help us warm up before we go. And uh, I'll be posting some patron-exclusive behind-the-scenes looks at a few of the things that we've done over the last few months. Uh, thank you to our patrons for their ongoing support. We appreciate it. And who else do we want to thank? Well, we want to thank our next sponsor, Geekified. Geekified is a tabletop gaming store out of Vinton, Iowa that takes online and in-person orders for all of your tabletop role-playing game needs. So if you are thinking about maybe getting into Dungeons & Dragons yourself and you want to pick up a copy of the player handbook, you too can join in the debate about whether a druid can wild shape into an owlbear. If Why, you is get that, that sort joke, of current event? If you get that joke, it meant you were paying attention several weeks ago when this happened because we record ahead of time. If you don't get that joke, honestly, you didn't miss anything. So head on oh. over to geekifiediowa.com and pick those up online, or if you're in the area, head on over to Vinton and pay them a visit. Thank you, Geekified, for your ongoing support. We appreciate everything. They have been with us for the entirety of this campaign, and we are on episode 58 and going more for more than a year. We uh, really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that concludes... 58? Wow, we should must be like level 10 or something. I think so, yeah. I think that concludes the announcements. Uh, we are, just as a little teaser, we're preparing a couple of fall and winter, and maybe even into spring specials that we'll be recording over the next few months. We are going to be recording a very silly uh, Christmas special sometime in the next few months. Uh -huh. We're also preparing our Spelljammer campaign yeah. that will probably be released um, late winter, 
I'm guessing. And that's going to be a mini-series, rather than just like a single episode one-shot. It'll be a yeah. mini-series. That's the goal. Um, and it is still a little ways away, but we will be re-airing our Halloween special, Haunted Hawthorne Manor this Halloween, which has been, I think, my favorite my favorite thing in role-playing that I, I've done like as a one-shot. I really love that. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, it was an amazing thing. We all had, had a wonderful time doing it, and it's, uh, it was actually kind of scary. It took us about 10 hours to record that. We, we went for a long time. That was a very long day. And it, that room was very hot by the end. And I ate a lot of candy cigarettes. Yeah, yeah you ate a disgusting amount of candy cigarettes. Well, I got a carton of it. You don't just get a carton of it and don't eat all of them. You, you would, like, grab one, take it out for effect, bite it, drop not, half Not in. just take it out. Yeah. Like, take it out, light it. Yeah, you light it by drawing on it with a, with a highlighter. And then... Uh, yeah, that was a very effective special effect. It was very, very effective. Practical effects are the best effects. Yeah. So... So um, we're going to be recording those over the next few months. We've got some special treats coming up for folks. And we hope you enjoy them. Because it's Halloween. I want to know if we failed or not. Um, and with that, Dungeoneers, let's roll. It's the day of the heist, and Midnight Brunch has successfully infiltrated the party, managed to hijack control of the power source for the city. Um, which, a terrible thing to happen to the city. <laughs> and the consequences of that remain to be known. And they have now made their way to the second floor of the Ulstein Grotfell estate, where they are currently in a secured room attempting to use the probability magic channeled by the Orat Maul, which is a powerful and sacred device of the Changeling people to transform an incredibly advanced security system known as the Helenor 6000 into a log. Yes, a log. Mm -hmm. What kind we, of wood? It was a cylinder. We yeah, what kind, of, what kind of log is it? Oh, I'm going for swamp oak. Oh, that's a good choice. We <laughs> resume this session where we find out what happened. Now, it's uh, in the real world for us. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded this. I already know the outcome, but I'm curious if you three remember what your roles were. I rolled like a 22 or 24. 
I didn't roll great. I, I remember that. <laughs> I think it was like 7, 13, 20, 24, something like yeah, that. And, and luckily your rolls. Hoenn and Coromanth <laughs> rolled pretty well, you said. But they did. They rolled fairly well, mm-hmm. the two of them. Hey, I burnt all my good rolls on acting, <laughs> cl- actor rolling. <laughs> I don't have good rolls, so. You know. No, you don't. Just in general. I had to actor pretty hard. To, you, you do remember. You, you do need to remember you have the lucky feet. Like when you almost got our cover blown by rolling badly, you could have re rolled that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Like I was carrying a trident once. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you're still carrying it. You took the lucky feet specifically because you're so unlucky in real life. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that what sets, happened? That sets the tone for me today. Yeah. yeah. Remember your feats. Well, I have my character sheet ready for the, since you're going to kill nines, and the massive explosion is going to take out the entire city. Yep. Well, you're not going to die right this second. I throw my body over the top of the Helenor uh, uh, 6000. The log. The Helenor 6000, so that when it explodes, the rest of the party is saved. So, um, probability magic is a type of magic that um, I created for this world. I don't know, I actually don't know if this is unique. I've never seen anyone else implement probability magic within D&D, but uh, the mechanics here I created on my own. I have on purpose not discussed it with the three of you as it's part of the story of this world to Mm -hmm. uncover it. It is a magic that is unknown to the broader universe. But probability magic. Wait, is that is that how you how the changelings do it? They're all so bad at math <laughs> they can just make numbers up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. All numbers are made up, <laughs> probably. Yeah, you don't know you can't because you don't know what probabilities. To are. quote one of the most famous scoundrels of all time, "Never tell me the odds." Uh, probability magic works by manipulating the probability that an object is actually another thing. So they are attempting to transform an incredibly advanced security device that was created by a 10,000 year old lich and is still being used and maintained all over the globe today by people who really want to protect something into a simple lock. So, swamp oak. A so swamp oak. A 10,000 year old lich versus two swamp people and a bard with broken pants. And I have a rock. And a rock. And Well, a sacred rock. A magic okay. rock. Magic sacred rock. Okay. And you also have. Cormont and Hillwyn. A Yes, Cormont and Hillwyn, a rather aloof want. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to use the phrase want to be, but a an amateur reporter. Mm hmm. And Holwyn. Uh, <laughs> and a thief that has stolen from you and is now trying to make some amends, apparently. So. It doesn't feel like that. Are you ready to find out whether. Yes, it tell me. Nah, I think we need to go off another tangent real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we can just use up this entire uh, episode by digression. <laughs> so the magic begins to swirl. You've seen this happen just a few times before, as you've attempted to use the Orad Mall, or indeed some of your own thoughts to channel directly into the Changeling City. You see kind of a bright white light um, enveloping 
this security system. You've never seen an Aura and Maul used on something this large. And indeed, the Hellenor 6000 is fairly large. It's about two meters wide and about one and a half meters deep. That's pretty big. Was, I thought it was like. No, it's a fairly, fairly large mm. system. Mm -hmm. The whole thing. At the center of this, as it grows brighter and brighter, the blackest void that you've ever seen begins to take shape in the center. It looks as though you are staring into nothing. The complete absence of light is at the center of this glowing aura now. It spreads and envelops the entirety of the device. Zarya, is it supposed to do this? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Then, there is a dark flash. Like an As, unflash. <laughs> imagine, you know those like very annoyingly bright strobe lights you can get for fireworks mm -hmm. that are just like impossible to look at? Imagine that, except all light is done away with. It's the inverse of one of those. And then after just a brief flash, you all look down and you see a rather hardy looking log in the secure room. The pipes and fittings. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the most natural high five I've ever seen in D&D. You want, you want to do uh, Well, in D&D, yeah, that was pretty much the, the most natural no. that a high five does get. <laughs> Um, How big is the log? Is it the same size? Is it like a really big log? It's not quite the same size. It's a little smaller. It's not, you know, two meters by a meter and a half. It's not like, holy crap. It's not like you fell. Uh, a massive ancient tree. A, a massive ancient tree, no. The. It's like, what, that? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a log about this big around. Uh, it's a circumference it. of, oh. say, maybe a 18 inch diameter. Yeah. And it's about um, two meters long. Don't take it. We should leave it. So when we escape, there's going to be the subplot where they're mad at the lich for selling them a log inside of a security oh. system. Interestingly, all of the pipes and wires that were connected to this um, are no longer there. The pipe, they disappeared. They're not even like roots or something like that? Nope. They are no longer there. Nor, nor is the room the same. Oh. The room was a secure room. You find yourself standing, as you get a uh, hold of your bearings now, in what appears to be uh, a records room. There's lots of files and scrolls and a couple of maps and things, but all neatly folded away and even a little store of umbrellas that is tucked away back here. And it looks like there might even be a rolling bed. So this is clearly some sort of 
storage closet. Okay, well, I'll take the best umbrella. <laughs> None of them are particularly good. None of them are, like, shabby. So and You can tell these are the umbrellas that have been used for some time and they're maybe being uh, discarded without throwing them away. Do we remember? Yes. You remember everything. Okay. Um, are we still in the, in the same building? We don't know. Um, I I go out and... There is a window now, where there wasn't one before. Ooh, I look out the window. Everything outside seems to be as you left it. Can I fit the log into my bag? What's the maximum opening on the bag of holding? I will hold it up. I, I, wa- I want to say that it's two feet. Um, I believe it is, but it's... Uh, the two feet in diameter and four feet deep. So it would be it, it would be too long. Okay. For it, it because it, it's about two meters in length. That's but, a lot thinner. A but the around. diameter. Mm-hmm. It's the opening of the bag is the limiter. I could cut the log in half. Then it's not the log we wanted. Yeah. So it's two logs we don't want. Instead, I am going to um, just quickly pull out my a knife and carve into the log, um, where's that name? Uh, care of the, co- uh, uh, I'm just going to carve Cromhaven into the log. Okay. That's one of the other dragon families. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll think the Cromhavens did Well, are we all going to uh, vandalize a log? Uh, if you vandalize it in a good convincing way. I write the voice was here. Oh, Charna. And I do a little winky face emoji. Why don't I do Charna Cromhaven X the voice? Uh-huh. With okay. a heart. Sure. You've now left a little oh. classic carving yeah. of uh, two lovers yeah. in the wood. All right. very mature. Also, don't do that. It's if, you're, if you're in the it, wild, is, don't do that to a tree. This is Just a don't. magically created log that's not connected to a living tree. So. I mean, you can carve it into like a wooden fence or something like that, but don't don't do that no, to a living it's tree. It's really them. bad for it. All right, well, let's sneak out of here. Okay, where are we going? I think. Let me look at my map. Want to go to Glenview's? When we, we walk out of the room, is the door now completely different on the other end t- side too? Yep, sure is. It's a whole different door. Is the room on the other side different? No. I mean, other than the fact that... The door is different. This door is different. What was a secure room that you had to pick your way into is now just a mm-hmm. room. I, I searched the room oh. that we now find ourselves in. Before we searched um, Oh, we just had a rough description that it was full of things. I look for anything that might be of value or would teach fervent tech. I think it, it's just a lounge out here, right? Uh, this area is just room? a lounge. Mm-hmm. Coming yeah. outside. Do I find anything in the in the transformed room? Oh. No, it's no it's no different than before. Well, yeah, so we, we didn't really search it. it. No, okay. we didn't. That's why I was searching yeah. to see if there was anything valuable. There's mostly a lot of like little heirloomy looking things, little bits of stone and uh, 
semi-precious gems. Oh, we'll definitely things, steal those. Uh, thing, <laughs> things that look like, um, you know, they're like trophy cases sort of things, little <laughs> memorabilia. The, the closest that I could come to describing it is something that people just don't use anymore, and this would be like a large curio. That's what this room, basically, it's a lounge and a curiosities room. Why don't, do we want to take a minute and get, since we're on the no one's allowed up here floor, do we want to get our gear back on? At least some of it. Um, does, does Koromov have anything to say at this point? Because a lot just happened. <laughs> or who went Um, Hillwin, I just assume, is just kind of sh in shock. Should I roll it? Koromov. You're looking for Koromov's like opinion? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot. We, a bunch of weirdos just disabled, presumably disabled, an incredibly advanced and expensive security system. And uh, just to remind everyone, since it's been a couple weeks since we played, uh, if you guys ever do want to know what the other characters following you around think, ask my instinct as a DM is to not jump in unless it's narratively essential. Uh -huh. uh, Coromanth looks at the three of you carving names into the log. <laughs> Giggling. Um, glances over at Holwyn, his apparent uh, friend. You were shocked to learn. They both now look at the three of you over to the Orat Mall. I have that put away. Coromanth goes what in the hell was that? Changeling stuff, you don't need to worry about it. This is what happens I when you're I bad at math! I think I about a little bit. This room was an entirely different room. That device is a log. <laughs> the, the door isn't even the same, and no one seems to have reacted to this. So save for the five of us? Pretty yeah. good stuff, It's eh? Changeling yeah. stuff, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, it checks out! Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Can I stop being Robart now? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're concerned about? <laughs> oh, can you? I don't know. <clears throat> so, all right. what do we do next? Well, I'm going to give everyone their weapons, because if we're caught here, it's a fight anyway. Okay. Um, Re-equip my armor. Then. I'm going to throw my armor back on as well while we're sort of in this side room that's not really noticed. I'm it's not well wearing trained. my armor because I want to keep my plus one uh, to stealth. <laughs> you're not, you're, you want to keep your advantage rather than have it be negated. My ad yes, that, my yeah. plus one d20. <laughs> okay. Um, it's been a while, do I still have Pass without a trace, though. Is that a concentration spell? Is, is, is that lasting... Is that a one-hour effect on that? I believe it's ten minutes. It's ten minutes. I forget the length on that. No, one hour. Okay. And y the last time that you cast it was when entering the grounds, yes? The last time I cast it was going up to the second floor. I've cast it twice. Okay, just up to the... You would still have it, then. Yeah. Okay. 
it's only been about 15-ish minutes since okay. you went up to this floor. It hasn't been very long. So you, you have most of the spell left. I'm going to bring up the map so our viewers can get a little bit better idea of where you are all at. So I think we should head over here to Glenvie's room. Yep, we, we checked everything on... Uh, in this area. On this, this side. Did we check Down the in the dungeons? lower right, that was... That was, was the Alinor. A hardened room. That's where uh, you all were, and now you've sort of moved out into this curio lounge room. Yeah. Alright, so we are going to sneak down to the southwest hallway where we have our map says Glenvie's room is. So over here? Yeah. Alright. And we might hug the wall and stuff. But... Sure. When you are going to leave the curio room, uh, I want all of you to make a stealth check. Everyone has plus 10 from Passover and Trace. I got a 28. Dirty 20. 30. Okay. Looks like you managed to open the door, sneak out into the hall without being noticed. You see the guards that had been patrolling back and forth are currently looking out the window at the far end of this hallway. Why? Is there somebody running around naked farting? It doesn't necessarily seem to be going on, although it's far away, so perhaps you can't see what they're looking at. But they're both down at the far end, the north side of the building, looking out onto the grounds below. Probably the power station creating a huge pillar of smoke is something <laughs> disconnected from it and it's rapidly exploding. Oh, it could be, you never know. Uh, do, we hear, it, do we hear any sirens going off? Uh, <laughs> is it the northern end of the hallway you're they were looking at, or the southern end? The northern end. So that's where the power station is. Mm -hmm. And where the stairs up go. Uh, yeah. While we're sneaking by, can I use my cat-like ears to listen? They're cat-like, not just Oh, cat sure. Ears. Um, I don't think there's any bonus for them being cat ears, is there? I like to pretend there is. Okay. I <laughs> well, you would pretend that there is whether you had that or not, right? <laughs> well, the box, you have great hearing. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Why don't you make a perception check? Uh, Nat 20, so 25. Well, Ooh. are you rolling so you get the uh, kitty I got, face? I got, kitty, I got face. kitty face. You got kitty I face. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know how to do show the kitty face. Uh, yeah, you'll just post a picture. We'll post like, a picture of it to, on our social media. He has a set of dice where the 20 is a kitty face and the one is a cat butt. Yep. So, 25. It it sounds like, and you can't make out all their conversation, but it sounds like maybe they're um, looking out at someone that one of the guards has a crush on. One of them is getting teased a little bit about it. Listen in on Oh, right, we should get closer. We need to know more. <laughs> this is very important. <laughs> now we got to go in Vaser. Yeah, we got to rob it. Are you, are you sure? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I basically, without 
remembering I was doing this, just dropped catnip for this party. Yeah. It's like an unimportant should, should, should detail we send, about a random should we send our, uh, NPC's love life. Investigative journalist over there to get the scoop. No, let's, <laughs> let's stay on hand. Snoo snooping about love lives wasn't in the order of the plan. That's right. We are we are doing dragon's horde. We're on the dragon's horde right now. Mm -hmm. Plans change. Just step step <laughs> step six of seven. So you go into Glenview's room. We're going to sneaking sneaking to Glenview's room. Okay. You make your way down to Glenview's room, and I'll need you to make one more stealth check. On opening that door. Unless it just whoever's opening uh, the door. Whoever wants to open the door. Karmoff. 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 <laughs> Actually, Hillwind's better. Hillwind. I got it. Who do you want, Karmoff or Hillwind? I think Hillwind's better. It's neat. Show me the sat blocks. Okay, for the record, you know, Hillwind is a ranger that's very good at the entering part, but not the exiting. We're entering, Hillwind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Let, let's have full one roll. Plus ten. Yep, that that would be uh thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah. So That's pretty sneaky. Yeah. Before you know it, Hulwan isn't even there and the door's open and you didn't hear anything. When you, but the I, time you were getting around to asking them to open the door, they already had, and we're just in. I turned them into an open door with the overhead bar. So, the door is open. That's not how that thing works. How do you know? And you may I don't. We enter Glenview's room. And Without permission. Yeah. Don't do that in real life either. No. Okay. Um, Social etiquette with Dyson Dungeons. After whole one. What? Who goes first after Holden? Do we use the same stealth number that we just rolled? I, I didn't tell you what to roll or what stat I might ask. I'll go for. in. I just want to know who's going in first. I will go in. Okay. Uh, I need you to make a perception check. Oh, I'm good at those. Yeah. Uh, Throw it into your little box there. Um, 21. Okay. Better than your passive. As you enter the room, you notice that there is an elaborate set of tripwires all over the room at different angles. I mean, picture, like... Hollywood-style laser grid, right? Like, not a real-life laser grid, but a Hollywood-style level of tripwires all over the place. So, like, Charlie's Angels? They had that, right? I don't remember. They probably did it in that. Yeah. We should definitely watch that movie as a group. Like Ocean's 12. Like Ocean's 12. But sure. they're not moving. Yeah, they're not moving. Uh, that, but they're all tripwires, and they're just almost invisible. They're truly tripwires. Tripwires. Now, who one? There, there has to be a better motion you can do for tripwires. Tripwire. <laughs> <laughs> 
Holwyn's already in the room and like picking up papers. Holwyn, do you see the tripwires everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> You're good with that. Yeah, fine. So you got in, but are you going to be able to get out? Is there more that we're going to be looking for? Yes. Okay, I'm fine. So we're going somewhere else after this? Yeah. Leaving? Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm fine then. <laughs> as long as we're going in. trigger. Leaving is the problem. Like, leaving rooms that's, is fine. Leaving, leaving, leaving the entirety of the property is the problem. Okay. All we have to do is frame everything as we're not yet leaving this mortal coil. <laughs> They're over um, at a desk. I'm going to bring up the map to help illustrate this for folks. Uh, that? So you're down in the lower left room. And Holwyn... Is over where? They're they're over here. I'm going to circle that. They've already wandered over there. Oh, yeah. They're all the way like okay. in. The, the, the desk over there is just littered with papers. And they're just gathering them all up. Well, I'm going to go hide at the end of the hallway there so that the spot, the guards um, don't see us when they look back down the hall. I'm okay, so you're all like kind of shuffling just inside the room, right? No, not going in the room. After, okay. after Zarya told us how many tripwires are in there, I am not going in. Okay, so you're We're, just trying to make yourself hidden. Yeah. Got it. And there was that little hallway that went off the main hall. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we're, out of, we're out of sight of the love lord. Uh, I'm gonna say because it would be the only thing that makes sense back there that there's a little window that has some drapes in front of it that go down to the floor you could try to hide behind those if you want if you don't want to go in the room do it um, do it I'm just saying there's a there's a window and drapery. Oh, yeah, so all four of us will hide behind the drapes. I'm not going behind the drapes. No? No. I'm just going to stay behind the walls. Coromont so is going in the room. Uh, he's fine. Yeah. I would like to not go in. You hear some sort of weird Italian techno beat music going on. Oh. As he's going through the tripwires, like, yes. to the beat. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, from where I am... Can I look, not investigation sort of, more about like sp spotting for valuables or otherwise possible magic items, things that look? Sure. Um, make an investigation at a uh, disadvantage since you're staying Dang away down. from things. Oh, yeah. Not disadvantage would have been a lot better. Um, 12. Okay. Well, the things that you spot that w would be of interest to you, uh, the one's gathering most of the papers up. And it looks like they're all fairly official reports. You see seals of uh, the Ulfstein Grotfell family uh, adorning some of these things. There, uh, A few of them are uh, even like locked up in cases as like small um, like folio kind of cases that 
are locked and Holman's over there, they're just like picking them open and pulling all these papers out, absolutely ransacking everything. Now, Core of Month is um, over at the bedstands, which you also identified as being a likely place of some valuables, and he's just pulling out weapon after weapon after weapon. Um, he's wearing gloves, so it's like a dagger, another dagger, another dagger, a very large dagger, a gun, another <laughs> gun, a dagger that's a gun. <laughs> this is a very just, large drawer. Maybe it's a drawer of holes. A gun that's a dagger? <laughs> yeah, a gun that's a... There's just like... A dagger with a gun like, the, the whole nightstand seems to be filled with just weapons. Like, And then getting into some other stuff, there's like brass knuckles and billy clubs. Just like... And he's looking at this like... Not able to understand what is going on, but you're getting the sense that perhaps Glenvie's just... A little paranoid. Nines. Yes. Use your weird magic thumb hand, cat paw. You can summon that like 30 feet, right? Uh, let's double check the range of mage hands. 30 feet. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, use it to open up the chest at the bed, at the bottom of the bed. I summon a little cat paw okay. with a human thumb. Yep. Slides around. Just summon it over where the chest is. No, it <laughs> starts where I am and bobs and weaves between all the trip wires. It's actually fairly easy to do because they're designed to trip up like Feet. humanoids, Not like full humanoid creatures. Not a cat paw with a human thumb. Not a cat thumb. paw with a human thumb. So this is a fairly easy task that you I do do it extraordinarily in. Uh, slowly, just to annoy Soria. <laughs> it gets slower as it gets closer to the chest. Take the whole process takes about forty-five seconds. Sure. <laughs> why? Why not? And I open the chest. If it's unlocked. It is unlocked. Um, it is locked. Would you care to attempt to pick it with what? With a mage hand. Can I try that? Sure. I'm gonna try it. Like you have, you, you have, have little. You, I have allowed you to specify this mage hand as a kitty paw, so you have little claws. You can attempt it. Very high DC, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Did you get a cat butt? Yeah. No, I got. Oh, I got. Cat, kitty I face. Got, got kitty face. Marvelous. So, what does he add to that? Anything? Uh, um, I would say, since this is a spell, add your spellcasting spell modifier. modifier, which would be your charisma. All right, so that will be a 24. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> it works because it's magic! This is by far oh. the best use of these rolls ever. Yeah. <laughs> Can we spot what's in the chest from back here? At least It the looks top. to be mostly um, some fairly nice linens in there. There's a jewelry box. <clears throat> and it doesn't look to be like some people might think, where it's a 
collection of earrings or something. Like, we would often, you could go to a store, you buy a little, like, earring box collection. No. Yeah, I know what that's like. This is more like there are jewels, like a single set of jewelry in this. It's a little larger than other things. So, um, it is independently locked. And can, it's visible. Can your hand lift uh, that? Um, I can lift... 10 pounds. If someone yep. else had made it, right. I can do it. You can lift it. Yeah. I, I am going to summon a new mage hand. Since I'm sure it, it's going to last less than a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You have to summon. Yep. That's fine. I'll allow you to just sort of chain cast in that spot. Mm-hmm. It's a cantrip, so yep. that's the best part. You now have this. Uh, there also seems to be some stuffed animals in the chest. Why don't we grab those as well? Okay, I, what kind of stuffed animals? Um, Is there an owl bear in there? No, there's no owl bear in there. It looks like Glinty is a fan of birds. There's a lot of like kind of cute bird plushies in there. One of them looks particularly well loved. I leave that one. Yeah, we don't want to take. We're not monsters. We're just stealing all her valuables. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you taking any of the stuffed animals? Oh yeah, we're taking every other one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. We need some stuffed animals for our tent. All right. We're gonna, at this point, we're going to have to make a, an asset for our tent for all the crap. All we have the stolen. stuff in it. So are you bringing all that stuff back with your mage hand, or are you just going uh, to... Like one at a time. One at a time, yeah. Mm. And I'll just put them in the bag. Okay. Sure. She puts all the stuffed animals in there, or is there a room all... Is the bed just covered in them? No, the bed isn't covered in them. It looks like she maybe puts them away during the day. Hmm. So, do I feel bad guys... about this? Okay, well. No, I don't. <laughs> She's super rich. <laughs> I feel bad about this. I'm, having a, great, no, I'm just I having a great time hiding behind this curtain here. <laughs> All right, have you got it, Coromon? I'm going to make a clip out of that one. Just how players resolve their feelings. Do I feel bad about this? No, I don't. Coromon, hill one. Yes. Do you need more time? Uh, nope, I'm pretty sure I've stuffed every pocket full of all the incriminating documents, or what I'm guessing are incriminating. I didn't have a chance to read them. All right. Uh, yeah, I've found nothing but guns and knives in this. Are any of them magic? I don't think so. No runes or anything on them? I didn't see any inscriptions on them. They all just seem to be, uh... Present. All right. Actually, can I use my mage? I do. I feel what my my mage hand feels. Uh, loosely. loosely. I, I mean, not. You, you're just like, oh, well, that's soft silk. No, you can't do that. But you can sort of get a sense of like it can't like, go through it this. It can't go through thing. that thing. I just kind of pat around the bottom of the bed. Okay. To see do if I, there's anything hidden underneath. I feel like her best weapon would be. Under the bed. Under her bed or under her pillow. Yeah. 
It's a good idea. You're not getting anything down there that tells you there's a weapon. You typically wouldn't be able to make out, discern that sort of variation. Well, is there anything under there? there, You kind of come up against the four posts of the bed. Check under the pillows. Yeah, I check under the pillow, though. I just kind of lift out the pillow, though, because we can see it. Uh, no, there's nothing under the pillows. Hmm. Oh, put these stuffed animals, hide them around the room. Can we leave a note with it? <laughs> no. No, we're going to keep them. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next area. What time is it, approximately? We look at window check. Window it's check. Oh, Seth. What time is it out the window, approximately? <laughs> it is approximately time o'clock. Because <laughs> you're by the window. Yeah, and I'm listening out the window. Which band is playing? Is oh, yeah, there, you, we there, should be right above the theater. Is there a goblin playing? We are um, right above the theater, right outside the window of the theater. It's, <laughs> it's been long enough where it seems that the final act is wrapping up. Of... Of, um, of Iron Kids? Uh, yes, of the Iron so Kids. So Sarah McGoblin hasn't even gone on yet. No, not yet. <coughs> so is she actually? Is she in the bedroom? Glenvy? No, Sarah McGoblin. Sarah McGoblin might, I don't know, she's probably staying in one of these other bedrooms. Yeah, or she's mingling downstairs, or she's yeah. getting ready to go Did we see Sarah McGoblin? Because we went through a good portion of the places down there, but if she's about to perform, I don't think she'd be... She might have been backstage, too. <laughs> Did we well, say? she's not in this room, and you all didn't see her downstairs. Well. <clears throat> the reputation of Sarah McGoblin is that she is a very professional performer. It takes her uh, job quite seriously, and is always on time. She doesn't like to make people wait for her. She's... Just a very considerate, professional individual. So it nines you would have a bit more insight into this than any of your other companions. It doesn't surprise you that you haven't seen Sarah McGoblin, as you know that she doesn't have a reputation for being much of a socialite and partier. If she's doing the performance, her focus is on the performance. Does she have a trailer? Uh, <laughs> typically, no. Well, that's where I would assume she would be if she was there. Did so. you want to talk to her or something? Who doesn't want to meet Sarah McGoblin? True. This whole party wants to meet Sarah McGoblin. Right. I don't think there's too much more right. active theft opportunities until we go upstairs, right? You do know that there are still three bedrooms, bedrooms. doors. Mm-hmm. That you have not gone through. Why don't and we? Yeah, but the guards no, no, are closer over there, and what? we assume. I just assumed it's a guest bedroom. Well, why don't we check? Yeah, but we have the, time. The, the guards are standing right next to the stairs we need to take later. Well, were they by these stairs or these stairs? They're on the north end. They're on the most northerly stairs. And these are the stairs up to the VIP lounge. Fine, let's go rob some Let's check the next. So we'll go to the bedroom just north. It's marked as a bedroom on the The map that was drawn for us. The next immediate room. Yeah. Okay. North of where we are. Sure. 
sneaking. All obviously. right. Well, of course. Yes. Why don't you go ahead and make some stealth checks? It took you guys about 15 minutes in this room. So I have what half an hour? About half an hour left on this. On my spell. Uh, yes, on your pass without a trace. Uh, twenty-eight. Thirty-one. Twenty-five. Does everyone else have a better stealth than me? I have plus one. I have plus two. Okay. I do I, have the best stealth. But I have advantage. Okay. All right. Which means that my now one didn't come. You all move <laughs> fairly quietly into this bedroom, which it seems to be is a fairly nondescript bedroom. Let me pull up what is in here. It's clean uh, that's what it marked on the map. Everything here seems to be, uh, you know, fairly untouched. It looks like this might be a guest bedroom, but the the bed is made, and the sheets are all tightly fitted. There's no creases in them. It doesn't look like anyone's really been in here. So we're right near the, the we're on the side of the building where the theater is. Can we hear the performance from this bedroom pretty clearly? Make a perception check. Um, 15. You do hear some, you do hear some noise. The last act, uh, the last song of the first act, I should be more clear has finished, so the... Was there any clapping? A little. Just a little. Just, just uh... No, it's more like there weren't that many people watching. Well, it is the opening act. Yeah, so, <laughs> although the, the applause is sparse, um, it doesn't seem to be sarcastic or just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, sort of unappreciative. It seems like the people who were there had a, had a nice show. The music that you could hear, which was dim, uh, it didn't sound bad. You think maybe they actually have a little bit of a talent. But you can hear um, that as you move towards the center of this room, since you're listening for it, that it gets a little louder as opposed to the other areas of the room. It gets a little louder in the center of the room. Yes. Than the noise from downstairs. Yes. Do you think there's like a false floor? Well, we could check that out, but what I was going to suggest, since we have an entire act of Sarah McCoblin that has to happen before the voice is even on and then the voice is late, <clears throat> and we have only two bedrooms to examine that, we have a lot of time to kill. So we should take a nap? Really? We should we should wait in this room, which is likely not to be searched by the guards, um, because we have a lot of time to kill. Alright. The one time I don't take cat nap. Do you do you mention the sound difference? <clears throat> I noticed that when I am standing <laughs> when I am standing in this spot that the noise from down below is louder than at other places in the room. I would like to search the spot. Alright, make an investigation check. 
nine. Last number! You notice that a couple of the floor panels here are loose. And that there's actually um, a little square hidden by a rug that can be lifted up and removed. And if you do so, you have a direct view down into the lounge below on one side and the theater on the other. It sort of is sitting on the the walls dividing those two. How big of a hall is it? Like a little hall or like is it? No, it's about a, a two feet by two feet. Oh, okay. So how far, how far down to the, the ground floor? Um, in the the lounge area, it is about uh, twelve feet down, or about uh, four meters. Do I see an unattended drink? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pro- probably so. <laughs> the The theater is uh, a little further down. <clears throat> well, the lounge is probably less busy. There's a performance happening. Yeah. I- yeah. Getting yourself a drink. <laughs> this has been very thirsty work. That's it? Well, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Do what you will. So it's just like a trap door, basically? Like a hidden... It's not so much a trap door. There's no way down from here, other than just, like, falling through it. It seems to be more like a little observation window. The view to below is somewhat obscured by um, some sconces on the wall in each in each side, and you you get the sense that this little hole was something that was perhaps discovered by Glenvy, since you know this was former room, and perhaps she would have used it to listen in on conversations she was not otherwise invited to. Gotcha. Um. All right, you do what you want with the hall. I'm gonna search the rest of the room. So describe again what you're trying to do. Use your mage hand to get a drink. Yeah, get a beverage. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look around, see if there's a corner that people aren't paying attention to. Or do you want me to grab it as a waiter walks by with a? Yeah, that'd be cool. Like. <laughs> Here's a question. Does uh, Pacify Trace work on Mage Hand? It's all stealth checks? It's all, it's all stealth checks. The The rules as written yes. indicate that it applies to any action that the characters under the effect take. Well, I'm going to try spawn one underneath one of the uh, passing and use a stealth check to see if I can get it up. Go ahead. What's the first roll? It's probably sleight of hand. Or is it just sleight of, sleight of hand check? It. This is just a sleight of hand check here. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Do I just knock the glasses over? Yeah. Yeah, you just knock some glasses over. I dissolve my patient. Okay. No one really seems to have paid much attention other than just to the fact that some glasses fell, which... You're at a party. Doesn't seem out of place. There's no reaction from anybody. Sorry, does this mean I have to try again? Uh, if you want that drink, yeah. Do they have good drinks down there? I just want to make sure it's worth the risk. I mean, you know that the drinks are pretty good. 
I'm gonna try again. They're better than you're used to. <laughs> it doesn't say much. Twelve. It's <laughs> better. Okay. You managed to get a hold of a drink, and you're floating it back up to the room. Make a stealth check at disadvantage. You only have a very small window through which you are seeing the actions of your hand, and there's many patrons down below. And one's about to get drenched. You do get to add 10. That is going to be 21 for a stealth check. Okay. Do you get the drink back up to you? Is it good? Oh, okay, so, finish it then. It's pretty good. Does it have it's little, pretty good! Does it have a little umbrella in it? Does it's, it? Uh, no, the, these aren't umbrella drinks. <laughs> I didn't get one the of those the fish the bowls. The particular drink that you got was uh, gin martini. <laughs> oh. uh, while that was happening, I'll have been checking the room, just in case there's anything valuable. Okay, make an investigation check. Um, 17. You look thoroughly <coughs> through this room, and you're pretty certain that there's nothing of value in here. What I so I agree with you about waiting, but we should check the other rooms. Well, passed without traces still up. If we do that quickly, yeah, we can always wait in the last room. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go to the next room up. Stealth thing. Stealth checks all. 24. Uh, net 20, 32. Oh, you, your die mm. does work that way. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, only, only when it doesn't matter. Oh, I, got a, I got a 34 matter? because apparently I have Dromar's dice wow. today. Wow, again? Baby? Yep. Those that device... Th cat devices, face baby! <laughs> uh, those dice were purchased through geekifiediowa.com. Uh, if you mm -hmm. want your broken-ass dice, I am through geekifiediowa.com. Mm -hmm. Not really. That was a joke. They're not broken. No, you're, not just, broken. You, you're just very lucky until it comes. You're very lucky. It's a lucky cat die. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so are your two compatriots. Not that it matters, but they rolled an 18 and a 19. Wow. I did not um, the worst. So you all make it through uh, no louder than a, a, a breeze on the ocean through. Those can be loud. I feel like at this point the guard's gonna be like, you know what is too that damn quiet in here? <laughs> <laughs> Better do an extra patrol. That was the joke. The breeze on an ocean is actually kind of loud. We're suspiciously uh -huh. dampening the noise. <laughs> yeah, because we're on the ocean. That's it's like, wow, right? that dark cloud is just wandering through the halls. <laughs> um. So you make it into the next room. Technically, a veil of magical shadows and silence do radiate around me. <laughs> I searched the room. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Is this similar looking room? Nope. I haven't had a chance to describe it yet. Oh, okay. 17. Okay. It doesn't take you very long to realize that this room is uh, the room of the Costerian delegation that you'd seen. Uh-oh. Oh, nice. Great. Terrific. Mm -hmm. uh, 
there are several official looking letters sealed with some important looking seals. Do we take this? <laughs> you're, you're not sure <laughs> what any of these... everything else. You're not sure what is in any of this, and none of them are open, but there's clearly several communiques uh, laying out on the table. There is also... Um, quite clearly... Tisher Noon markings on quite a few pieces of armor and weapons, as well as some well, simple chests and things that look like traveling chests. They don't look like treasure chests. They're, I don't want to give you the wrong idea. They're just sealed with some like leather belts holding them shut. Are they nice belts? I mean, not particularly. They're pretty beat to hell. They're traveling chests. Uh, that's what you find. That you, you are in the delegation from Kosteria and the Tishirinu. <coughs> are there two beds or are they sharing? This particular room has uh, several beds. Oh. And also some uh, makeshift dividers that have been put up between the beds. No juicy gossip. Um... You you had investigated with a 17, right? Yes. Did he find anything extra? N no, not more than I described. Okay. <coughs> um, I would like to look over the Tashira Noon weapons. Okay. Do you, any... you recognize what these weapons are. They're like his. They look nearly identical to his. Are any of them magical? No. No. Do you... I assume we grabbed the letters, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, why not start another international cause, incident? Because we will not be here when they come back. Are the travel chests locked? They don't appear to be. Why don't we check those? Sure, I look in the travel chests. Okay. You, you find just changes of clothes, some canteens that looks like they store when they're not traveling around. Uh, some pretty typical supplies, blankets and stuff like that. No, nothing exciting in here. Yes. Just typical travel or provisions. Are any of the canteens, they have like a Tashira Noon crest on them or anything? Pretty much everything does. I, I take the best looking canteen. Sure. You're writing that one down, Because right? mm -hmm. it's not going in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to like write anything on the wall like the Order of Ramardin is watching you? Or antagonize them in any way? That would be really bad. Just do another heart, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the voice, and Sarna. I really love that every time I have described the Tashiranun people that are here, this group has gone a very hard. Nope, we're just not going to pay attention to that part. We're just going to move Do on. Do you want to back up a washalar or anything? Back it up. A secondary. Like, you have... No, I will keep the weapon that I have for my mentor. You don't want, like, a secondary one, though, just in case? Since they're here. Yeah, if you just replace the hill, it's basically the same sword. Um, There's several of them in here. We're not going to miss all of them. Um, there are several Elishalars. Yeah. 
I take the best one. Okay. The one that looks the in the best shape. Yes. Do you ever think that like some of the people are robbed? They're like, they took the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have all these horses and they took the best horse. Um they they laughed wheezy over here. <laughs> and like there's a horse that's just like <laughs> Should we leave yes. some of no, Let's leave. Should we leave some of Glenby's stuffed animals in this room? Leave the leave the worst one in. I'll put the worst plushie <laughs> under one of the bed's pillows. Uh, sure. You you leave a a really weird looking bird. Nice. Well, I think That's... it'd be better if you leave it in one of the chests, but kind of like. Oh yeah. Like like, like you. Put in poorly, so yeah. if someone like coming in looks, they'll like be a, like, "Wait a second. It's like half sticking out from a travel cloak or something. I really love that you're engaging in like preschool level <laughs> crime planning. Is that one of our? Demos? I am a I mean, fey powered <laughs> druid. This I, is I my it. thing. <laughs> Just the conclusion that yes, I'm a cat. When, this is a mild inconvenience for everyone. <laughs> when when someone does go burglaring through a room. They usually bring their stuffed animals with them. <laughs> no, it's Glenvie's stuffed animal. She'll recognize it and think that Tashira Noon did it. Is the plan. Because we haven't caused <laughs> enough that's, international that's incidents. Yeah, <laughs> great. All right. It's our calling card. We're the furry bandits. How much time is left on your spell? Like, like an hour. Let's go to the last. <laughs> it's definitely not an hour left. Let's go to the last bedroom. Okay. Sneaking. Sure. 25. Uh, Nat 20 over here. 15. <laughs> I rolled a 5. Oh my. Um, Ouch. 19. We're not being very quiet right there with the guards. Uh, Hulwin manages to, to stop you before you embarrass yourself. There I go. <laughs> <laughs> Just make noise. Nice accident. I act- want to be loud. <laughs> Do you want me to activate my uh, my shoes? <laughs> Lippity flop. <laughs> flop, 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 flop. Bullseth <laughs> finds his gum socks and just starts leaving things behind. Yeah. The Ministry you, of you Unnecessary to, Shoes. You get to this room, <laughs> and uh, who's in the lead? Hillwin. Hillwin. Hillwin's oh, okay. Yeah. Hillwin is. Uh, in front. I'll be right back. Pullman opens the door. They stop. You hear the sounds of a bed creaking, and then they close the door and just go. Nope. Let's go back to Glenvie's. We're not going room. in that room. Why not? What's happening in there? Sex. With who? Don't know. Don't want to know. So I want, much I don't me wants to, to knock on the door. They just shout, who's having sex in there? There's a concert going on. You're missing Sarah McCall. <laughs> All right, we'll go well, back. The show's up here, not down there. <laughs> Let's go back to Glenvie's room. The, the new one or the old one? The new one. The old one. The, old the one, one with the hatch in the floor. Yeah, yeah. we can go, yeah, we can go okay. people watching. Yeah. Okay. So. And we can monitor when the voice goes. So you're heading back to Glenvie's old room. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Stealthily. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make you guys re-roll because you're still in the hallway. 
Well, that's why no one we could get through so easily. There's a lot of noise coming from that one bedroom. <laughs> and that's why they're pretending to be looking out the window right there next to it. I mean, it's not really next to it, but let's just say the guards might not want to bring too much attention to their presence at the moment. So you're heading back in that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just want to wait? Was that what you... I think we, need, we, need, we can't go up until we know the voice is on stage, so we're going to be very quiet. Plus, we want to hear the Sarah McGoblin concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and use the trapdoor thing to listen for to keep traps on what's happening. If possible, I'll take a short rest. I don't know if we have that much time, though. <laughs> yeah, I think you would. Does Sarah McGoblin have an encore that goes on for a while? Well, typically, Sarah McGoblin would likely perform an encore, but as the second act... Um, uh, I don't think that she would. So I can take a short rest? <coughs> yeah, yeah, you can take a short mm-hmm. rest. Okay. I'm going to use one of my hit die to heal. Okay. While we do that. Yeah, I probably shouldn't play my instrument while you're... No. Give you a free one. Would I have time to inspect the jewelry box and see if I can unlock it while we wait? Sure. Yeah, I think you would. That that would qualify as a pretty low demand activity. While you're doing that, I'm going to steal another drink. Okay. Nothing bad can happen there. Okay. Uh, Sleight of hand. Since you wanted to do this twice now. Seven, I just... (laughs) Knock over. Again, no one seems too surprised by this. It's a party. There's people moving around. No big deal. Zoria. Yeah. You think I can steal that guy's toupee? You think it's a toupee? Does it look like a toupee? (laughs) (laughs) Can I make a perception toupee check? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, twenty-three. It doesn't look like a great haircut it's hard to tell from above if it's a toupee I think it's just a bad haircut also what do you think I think that we should rest <laughs> this is resting this is how I relax girl so I another haircut so how I do things I steal toupees and, and knock off the drinks <clears throat> I'll try to take another drink, though. Okay. That is a uh, 16. All right, you've got one in your uh, mage hand. So go ahead and try to stealth back up to where you are. Is this at the start? Does he still have my password trace, or is this later on? We can do it at the start if he wants. Uh, Well, yeah, you said we're going to be away in a while. uh, That's a 25 stealth at disadvantage. Sure. Uh, yeah, you, you bring it back up. Ooh, what is it? This time it seems to be uh, a mojito. We're going to be here for all, so I just milk it. It's going to yeah. be a bit. Yeah. Um, 
I inspect the jewelry box to look if it's magically trapped or anything. Okay. Make a, make an investigation check on that. 17. You don't see any traps or magical enchantments or anything on here? Then I'll try and pick it. Go ahead. Uh, seven. You are unsuccessful in your attempt. It's unpickable. What the Then it's Kormov could do it. I don't think Kormov could do Kormov, it. Kormov, open this no. chest up. Kormov will steal the chest. No, I'll hold it. He just unlocks it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to watch him. You want me to open the chest? Just pick it. Goes over carefully, takes his tools. Does it look like he's gonna succeed? <laughs> uh, you can't tell. I shake the box. See, it's on pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just goes and sits back down. <laughs> Is Sarah McGoblin singing yet? Oh, yeah. She's been going for a little while. How's the concert? Is it? It's good. Is she it's a Sarah McGoblin uh, concert. Yeah, of so all the Sarah McGoblin concerts I've seen, how does this rate? Uh, oh, this is the best two. one yet. Top two. How many have I seen? Two. Uh, one two. other one. <laughs> you haven't Including seen this, this one. one. <laughs> you, you've seen one other. Oh, when? Oh, do yeah. you want to pick this for us? Oh, yeah. Uh, you couldn't do it? Four? Okay. Someone <laughs> walks over. Starts messing around. Puts their hand up there. There you go. Thanks. Wow, I'm surprised Carmouth couldn't do that. <laughs> he said it? He said it was impossible! You hear an eye roll. <laughs> what I does want- that sound like? It sounds like. I uh, expect it to be moist, moister. Okay, that, but just wet. Moister? Because <laughs> it's eyes. Oh. I will open the box and inspect what's inside. Uh, you find a diadem. Does it look magic? No. It Does it feel looks magic? really expensive. And it's got a sort of crest design that looks like, you're pretty sure, the Ulfstein Grotfell crest. Getting the sense this might be the family's jewels. Like their bespoke jewels. Nice. Hmm. All right. Put that back in the bank. Okay. Sure. And then we'll just. Did you have anything you want to do, also? Are you just waiting? I'm just waiting. Do you want to play cards? Sure. Okay. We'll fill the time with card playing and just being quiet. Sure. Time passes. Yahtzee! Oh. (laughs) And. You're playing Connect Four. About 40 minutes into Sarah McGoblin's. performance for set the voice comes on makes a cameo sings with her um 
they do a song together. You told me this was the best concert I've seen of Sarah McGoblin. It was. And now it's ruined. So the voice is on stage. At the moment, yes. Uh, then another 20-ish minutes or so passes. It's been about an hour in here. And Sarah McGoblin finishes her set up. And the, the crowd, which has filled in quite a bit more now, is cheering audibly, um, politely clapping. It, it's, I mean, Sarah McGoblin is a lot of sad music. Sorrowful, emotional. So it's not like a very raucous cheering. What song did she do it with the voice? It's one that you're unfamiliar with. Good thing. It's, uh, it's called, um, Silcine, named after uh, her home. Oh man, Dromar loved that song. Yeah. May he rest <laughs> in prison. Presumably. He died the way he lived, in prison. <laughs> um, Alright, just making notes. Okay. Anything else you guys want to be doing? Um, do we hear the voice, like, coming on stage? So uh, They start changing the sets over from Sarah McGoblin's set and setting up the voice's more elaborate stage. Do we want me to use Pass Without a Trace? It'll be my last second level spell. Um, <clears throat> yes. Okay, I won't when be we, able... When we get... What can't you do then? I won't be able to hold person, locate object, or enhance ability. We might want locate object. That's, what I'm, issue. that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Well, once we get to the third floor, um, we will there meet... Um, and we can try an alternate method of distracting the guards, so... We will meet Nufer and Grubar um, when we get to the third floor. And they said that if we have a key, we may get past. They will be happy to let us into the voices room. Yeah. And we have a key. Yeah. And we know Nufer and Grubar. What did, uh, with the illusion magic, it just didn't work? Well, I mean, I'm wearing my armor, so I'll try and make my illusion magic work with the armor and nothing happens, I'm saying. Nope. Yeah, so okay. it just doesn't. It's negated, basically. Okay. Um, all right, so here you have the key, old Seth. You know, I will hold the key? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to, because I get my wild shape back from that short rest, and use one of them to turn into a fox so I don't suck quite as much as stealth. Or I can kind of negate it by turning it to something really small and just riding on one of your shoulders actually so I will what what are you least scared of also no I do not think I am afraid of the animals that you can turn okay into. I turn into a spider a tarantula okay and climb onto your shoulder yes just stay away from my ears it tickles and I would make noise <laughs> okay so you are a tarantula on Ulsa's shoulder all right, the four of you 
now need to make your way up the stairs. No, is the voice started? We're going to give a little grace period to make sure the voice actually is on stage. Yes, we will wait through the first song, no matter how excruciating it may be. Okay, okay. The voice comes on and begins his performance in a truly over-the-top pyrotechnic (laughs) extravaganza. There are magical laser lights and all sorts of effects and things like that. Uh, Fog and yeah, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. The first song is uh, pretty horrible, according to your particular taste. That is not the name of the song. We don't have to make any wisdom saves or anything for hearing it. Uh, no. Good. To make sure we don't go into a catatonic state. (laughs) Correct. It is fairly, um, fairly muted here. Okay. Should we go? I mean... Let's peek out the door to see where the guards are. Uh, the guards, they have now moved. They're not where they were, but you don't see where they are. We should have a clear view of the stairs we need to go up. Mm-hmm. You do. But So they could be down that hallway, they could be up here, they could be even, like, I don't know, in one of the rooms. Well, could be using the bathroom for all you know. Well, <clears throat> we do need to go upstairs. Um, sometime or other before the voice is finished. Well, well, can I use my perception to see if I can hear where the guards might be? Uh, sure. Yeah. That is going to be a 15. Okay. You don't hear anything that's telling you guards are there. (laughs) Well, YOLO, let's go up the stairs. Okay, you guys ready? You, you, I could sense his tension. I mean, this is what we've been culminating to, of course. Okay. Yeah, that's why it's we're not here. tension. It's just a apprehension. It's just a spider tickling Olsef's neck. You head up to the room, and what you see when you arrive at the top is a fairly large um, lounge room. There's a piano in here. There's actually a banquet still out. There's plenty of food, uh, lots and lots of drinks. There's a whole bar just filled with liquor. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, the two ogres that said they would be here. Mm-hmm. I grab a plate of food. Okay. What would you like on the food? There's many different options. Uh, turkey leg. <laughs> Sure, there's a turkey leg. Uh, ham leg. <laughs> so you, would, you would like a, a whole leg of ham. I mean, if it's available. There is one. They were cutting from it. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so you have uh, two animal legs. Yeah. I'll drop spider. Yeah, leg okay. of lamb. Uh, sure, yeah. There's a, there's a third animal leg. Oh. Any chicken thighs? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, why why not? There's some chicken thighs there. There's a part of an animal leg. Uh, they got a owl bear leg. No, no, they're not. They're not a beast. They're a monstrosity. 
it doesn't taste very good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are there pretzels? Uh, yeah. There's a few pretzels. They're dry oh. pretzels. They're oh. they're not soft pretzels. <laughs> that would be really disappointing. Are there any croissants? No. I there's fixed no myself croissants. a charcuterie plate with the. There's some nice cheeses and meats. Yeah. Uh, no. Soft cheese, hard cheese, uh, maybe a couple of gherkins, sour, not sweet. Sure. Yeah, those uh, are all there. Mustard. Oh, they have a fantastic mustard. You can smell it from mm -hmm. uh, several feet away. Yep. It's very potent. I'm going to just set sevens on the table and let is, them. Is there a bowl of nondescript candy, uh, brown candy pieces? <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, there's a bowl of nondescript brown candy pieces. Okay, good. The minutes are the contract. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm doing that, I say. Hello, you who are new fear and Grubar. Nay. I have the key. Cool. <laughs> it's in there. Oh, thank you. Would you like some charcuterie? Um, no, we're good. We, we got some. Does the does the voice? There's just a whole turkey in front of <laughs> two of the two of them. Does the voice have any place he likes to keep his most prized possessions that you're aware of? No, we don't get to go in the room. Would you like to? No. Oh. God. I don't want that stench on me. <laughs> God, I was going to ask about that. Oh. All right. I will unlock the room after I pick up Sevens. I have the key. Would you like to use oh. it? Yeah. yeah. Se Sevens isn't happy about being picked up. He, he He's having a good time. Yeah. Over on the banquet table. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want... You Good job, Tens! You know how to do this! <laughs> As Nines gets on the banquet table. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will, um, I will pick the door with the key. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have... Five minutes later. <laughs> you entered the private room. Keeping an eye out for alarms and traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... What does Koromonth do as we enter the room? Koromonth, who has been wearing um, his very nice outfit this whole time, takes his shoes off. And I came on an airplane. <laughs> and, <laughs> and puts on these uh, strange sort of very soft-looking boots that you've, you've never seen mm. before. They don't match uh, any of the outfit. They're clearly... I like your hugs. <laughs> My what? <laughs> Not nothing. And then the whole one does something very similar. They take off their shoes and put on um, some very soft-looking boots. Why are you putting on boots? These boots help reduce the sound so that there's not a thick sole striking the floor. They also leave no trace of any sort of tread. My boots fart. <laughs> I would encourage you to take them off. Yeah, this is a trick that I actually taught core. Okay, I'll take my boots off. This bedroom is... Uh, Really strange. 
all the furniture has been um, pushed into uh, the far corner of the room. The bed, chairs, everything, everything's just kind of piled on top of the bed at this point. The aroma in here is somewhat eye-watering. It's very thick. The air is pregnant with the smell of far too much rose, far too much lavender, and seaweed. It's an odd mix. In the very center of the room, it's a large tub made of what looks to be ironwood. It's very dark, but it looks to be carved into an elegant shape. And the, the, the tub is quite large. This isn't like a tub you might find in your typical bathroom. This is more the size of uh, a hot tub. It's a, it's circular. It's about uh, a 12 foot diameter. And there's a heating element that is attached to it. Is it fervent? No, it just seems to be enchanted. It seems to be a magical heating element. Oh. Uh, like Zoya's frying pan? Not dissimilar from your frying pan. Or my toilet seat. Or your toilet seat, yes. Flame. The... <laughs> Everything in our inventory just catches up. <laughs> the, room, the room is humid. The windows are open, but it is humid in here. And you can see uh, little, little bits of gentle steam rising off the water. Not as though it's near, say, a boiling point, but more as a hot body of water will do with it meeting some cooler air. So you can see that the tub is quite warm and the room, you know, it's a little, it's about as cool as it is in this, well, in the basement we're recording. Hmm. Well, I check the tub for storm grooming. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. <laughs> for storm grooming. 21. Roll a percentile die, if you would. <laughs> 29. No stern grimmy. Mm -hmm. so do you see anything it. else on the top? Yeah, did I see anything else on the top? You see... The real voice. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> Special <laughs> accomplished! <laughs> This quest line is over. There's a body floating in the water. Someone has been impersonating the voice apparently for years. And bringing the uh, body with them. Well, no place to hide it better than their own personal tub, apparently. Um, you also see at the, the bottom what looks to be a, a pick, a planchette-shaped object down there. Koromoth can go diving. No, just grab it. Quietly, sleight of hand it. I s sleight of hand into the water? With your with your magic hand. Don't want to 
the same. Well, actually, no one knows. But it's a shiny thing in there, right? Is it shiny? Uh, I mean, it's, it's fairly shiny. It's not like staring at like a glittering <laughs> object, but it has reflectivity. Do I notice him getting interested in something in the tub, though? Sure, yeah. It, you're fairly attuned to <laughs> Nines's Weird. Capricious nature. Capricious nature and the easily distracted, shiny object. Carmouth. While, while this is happening. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, Carmouth, come help me check the furniture. Yes. And I go right. over, and I go, you who are Coramanth and Hoban and Zoria. Yeah. <clears throat> I do not wish to digress from the task at hand. However, I am very concerned. <clears throat> If you had noticed, all of the furniture is piled up on the bed, which would be very unusual for someone who would sleep on the bed to put all of the furniture there. I reach into the and there is a there big tub the here. thing. <laughs> what sort? What sort of creature could this possibly be that does not sleep in a bed? I but think has he a just cares. I think he just cares a lot about his skin. I am worried that this may not be a regular creature. What do you think? It's the voice. There's nothing regular about him. He just has a very intensive okay. skincare routine. But I want him. To, as I'm distracting them. Uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am doing a thing. <laughs> so you reach into this tub. Yeah, it's definitely. It's not in a trap. the center of the tub, which is about six feet in from either side. Are you using your mage hand? Does my mage hand work? In why wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just I just I use my mage hand. Okay. It grabs onto the object, and begins to pull, and does not move. One inch. How does it feel with the mage? Is that I just try to pull back and it doesn't do anything? Like, um, yeah. Since you're still becoming somewhat familiar with your mage hand, this is a new sensation, but it, it seems immovable. So while this is happening and I'm distracting them by trying to get into a discussion about whether this is not a regular creature or not because it doesn't sleep in a bed and has a big giant hot tub instead, <clears throat> I look around the room to see if there's anything that looks like it's valuable or interesting. Like, oh, I don't know, a handmade loot or something of that sort. There's several things in here that look like there's a fair bit of value. Hmm. Um, most of it is just the decorations. There's nothing in here that says to you the voice has personally brought anything in here, other than the tub. That seems to be something that's quite out of step with the rest of the decor. Is it decorated a specific way? Like, you said it was carved ironwood. Does it have carvings depicting something, or are they just... No, it, it's just sort of a... Fancy. Fancy. Scroll work and stuff. Yeah, there's, you know, sort of some filigree elements in there, and it's, it's just very nice looking. But everything that's in here, there's some, uh, you know, uh, paintings on the walls. Just have, there's nothing that, there's nothing of particular value in here, basically. Everything in here is certainly expensive, but it's mostly furniture. What are they painting, though? There's some landscapes and uh, looks like some... Mm possible, like, family portraits. You can't be sure. I'll take them. <laughs> yeah, okay. You find, say, uh... We have to decorate our station. <laughs> we use that deed. You, you find uh, two 
two landscapes that you could fit within the dimensions of your path. Okay. I'm assuming you don't want to take the portraits. Um, not unless they look cool. Particularly. Okay. They're portraits of a dwarven family. All right. Do I, I continue to engage Oramans, especially in a discussion about what kind of creature the voice might actually be? The... I don't know what sort of creature the voice is. I don't particularly care. I'm just interested in the pick. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to be looking around for it. But I am very worried about this. You can continue to be worried. <laughs> I'm on a task. And Cormac, I would like you to worry with me. I'm sure you would, and we'll have time after this. But let's get out of here as quickly as possible. Uh, well, I'm going to change up my strategy and stuff, pulling it up. I push it down. You meet a similar resistance where you can't move it further. So you are Azoria. Yeah. Koromont no longer seems to be interested in discussing whether or not the voice is some sort of mysterious creature that does not sleep in a bed. Koromont is currently looking through what he can reach of the piled up mess. Should I should I assist Nines? To, do you want me to detect if it is magic? Oh, why, yeah, why don't you do detect magic in here? This seems like the best place to do it. Yeah, I will I'll cast my detect magic and look for magic all over the room, including the thing in the hot tub. Okay. Uh, well, that's definitely magic. What kind of magic? <clears throat> divine. It's not even a school. It's just divine. It is a divine artifact. Yeah. It radiates with... White, hot, intense. Just... <laughs> It would be like staring at the sun. Well, levels of magic. That. I won't do that. <laughs> and um, I mean, it's just incredibly intense. It's the most okay. magical thing that you've ever felt. Yes, this is most disturbing. I will tell Nines and Zoria what I found out. Um, <clears throat> um, what else do I? Is there any other magic in the room? Nope. It's a, it's a nice guest bedroom. But, well, that's not true. There is one thing that is somewhat magical. It's mm. a low-level magic. It is an alarm clock. Oh. oh. What kind of magic is it? Um, I believe divination would be the... Yeah, for best de how, yeah. determining what time it yeah. is. Yeah. How similar is it to the alarm clocks in uh, the House of Blades? Yeah, pretty similar. It looks like maybe just a different design from the same manufacturer. I'll toss it in the bag. Okay. You have an alarm clock? Make sure that there is no alarm set. It's in the it's in a different dimension. Oh, okay, no. <laughs> the, the clock, right, when you toss it in there, it just starts going uh, twilight zone, just <laughs> arms spinning and um, So I tell everybody but Koromoth that I have found I think Koromoth is going to figure it out. Define artifact. artifact. At this point, he's probably piecing things together. Well, Koromoth doesn't have a whole lot to look through in this giant pile of furniture, because it's furniture and mm -hmm. not chests and drawers yeah. and all these little things that hide stuff. Uh, he does eventually come over to the tub and see Samir's pick, or what y'all think is likely to be Samir's pick. I mean, it's blasting out divine magic, he said. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah. So I would like to- Oh, there it is. Let's pick it up. 
We tried. Go for it! But you have your mage hand. Just no, that it. didn't work! I wanted to see you try. Alright. I didn't think I'd need these today. Uh, pulls out uh, a little tab on these boots and they just start folding upwards and they turn into a little set of waiters he's got waiters what wait what are these boots those are the weirdest uggs i've ever seen <laughs> then if we say it they, one more time they better pay us they're just collapsible <laughs> waiters um, okay. and you carry them with you all the time you never know when you need to be in an aquatic environment you don't need to have wet socks. That's how you get boot rot. So, why don't you grab it? Rolls up the sleeve. Steps into the, well, basically a pool. Walks to the center, reaches down. <laughs> okay. It's not budging. Uh, you who are Coromons. Perhaps it is like a, a stopper that is keeping the water from running out of the tub. And that if you drink all of the water in the tub, you might be able to pick it up. The voice is bath water. <laughs> I don't think it would be possible for all of us working together to consume this liquid. There's hundreds and hundreds of gallons in this. Well, if you really want to pick it, it's just a thought. There's some glassware in the other room. Go get it. I will bring one glass back. We're going to try to empty it? No. It is the voice. The vo it is the voice's water. <laughs> well, yeah, let's get rid of it then. Then where will we put it? Down the drain in the bathroom. Yeah, there's a bath. There's a tub here, right? Like a bathroom. Like uh, a there, is, there is a bathroom. That you walk right by it as you enter. Yeah. So you would just pour it in the. All right. Cormon takes glass, dips it in. That is a start. <laughs> it's oh. empty. Oh. <clears throat> I Do you take, have any ideas, Holden? I take my gleaming bucket and try and scoop it up and see if a magic container holds it. Uh, you too have the same effect. As <laughs> I lift it out, it just doesn't come out with the bucket. Mm -hmm. I didn't detect any magic in the water, though. I think it was overwhelmed by the <laughs> divinity. <clears throat> the aura was so intense that you probably couldn't see surrounding magic, would be my guess. <laughs> when looking at the divine object and trying to sense it with... Uh, detect magic. It, it's like trying to see Mercury pass over the sun. <laughs> All right. Whatever that is, it was difficult. Well. <clears throat> Gormov! Yes? How do we get it out? This is your project! I don't know. I've never seen anything behave this way. Maybe. <laughs> Let me I don't have any ideas either. I... Obviously, the water or the tub is enchanted, but I don't know past that. I can try something. You're not going to like it. Don't turn into voice. <laughs> what else are we going to do? 
I turn around, plug my ears. <laughs> I turn into the voice. I've seen worse ideas. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's climb into this. Tent. But I haven't heard any worse ideas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to need at least one more of you in here with me, if you know what I mean. Nope. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm plugging my ears and I'm not watching this. How angry am I? On a scale of 10, somewhere around 30. <laughs> I climb into the tub. Okay. I'm going to just reach down and see if I can pull it away while I'm, like, genetically coded as the voice, basically. You cannot. I'll, as the voice, stick my head under the water. Okay. And go, I'll try and sing, like, come to me, Dick. (laughs) Underwater. Yeah. Uh, nothing. No response from that. Just just some emotional pain from having to do that. Also, what was your idea? My idea was to have Koromok drink all of the liquid so that we could get the pit from the bottom. If I put my head into it, can I drink the water? Do you want to try? I do try that. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm still in here. Get out of the tub! <laughs> I don't need Tia voice! <laughs> you... Uh, well, you just got some. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it enters your mouth, and you can feel the water filling filling your mouth. You can taste it. It tastes strongly of rose hips. You attempt to swallow, but nothing goes down. Because when it leaves the tub. Yeah, I, so throat. when I put my hand in it and pull it out, my hand is dry? Yes. Oh, okay, well... It's convenient. Don't need towels. Get out of tub! No, I have an idea. Well, try your idea! Oh, do you, I have like all your instruments in my bag, right? Other than your slide whistle? Yes, I assume so. I'll fish out the loot, and I'll put my foot on the pick, and try and start playing it to see if it does anything. Badly, obviously. <laughs> You um you play some you, you play better than you should. <laughs> Given that you don't know how to really play loot, you, you feel some sort of inspiration to play something. It's not great. As I'm playing, does it feel I'm gonna try and move it or anything, see if it loosens? No. You you don't feel any sort of connection to it since <laughs> You all have weapons that you've attuned to and yeah. things. Uh, it doesn't feel like you have attuned to this. You don't feel any real connection to it, which is a sensation that you as adventurers would actually be familiar with. So. I'll get out of the tub. Hey, Elsa, baby, why don't you try tipping the tub a little bit? See what happens. It'll make a lot of noise is what will happen. <laughs> can you can, can we it. hear anything about the concert going on downstairs? You're fairly far removed mm-hmm. from the theater at this point. I am. You who are Zoria. Yeah. That is... Uh, oh. could, you, could you be Zoria again? <laughs> I'll turn into the elf that I've been in person. Uh, Car- Charlena Charlena. You who are Charlena Charlena, that is much better than uh-huh. the voice. 
I am developing nines in subversion through the voice. Okay. Um, I am having a, a thought that is quite disturbing. Okay. <clears throat> I am I am thinking that perhaps this entire tub is the pick. You think the whole tub is the pick? I, uh, it is just a thought. Uh, I take back my loot. Okay. Lean against the tub. Okay. And just try to play something very quietly and see if it feels like there's some divine inspiration that is improving my play style. I'll allow you this so there's less uh, sort of guessing at things. You try both being in contact with the tub and being not in contact with the tub and performing, and you don't feel any difference either way. You get, there's some sort of general aura of inspiring energy. You feel as though, especially being a musician, you feel as though melodies are just sort of like popping in your head, new ones that you've never heard. Like you're just creating new melodies. But it doesn't feel any different when you're in contact with the tub or when you're not. Okay, I will try your tip. I will try your idea of tipping the tub. Just to see if the water slashes out or mm-hmm. yeah, if it just... I will. Oh, I if will. you have the power to tip it over, let's do that. That'd be funny. Well, I will... Gently. I will very gently pull Tip out. the huge iron one. <laughs> Pull out my raven, my crowbar, the one made of the special fervent, not fervent, but changeling material. Okay. And attempt to tip the tub up as much as I can. Okay. Um, Which is not likely since it's 20 feet in diameter. 12. 12 12 feet in diameter. Yeah, there's a two in that. Um, There's... So first, let me ask, because uh, you may or may not care. Do you care about attempting to not damage the the floor with your raven bar? I'm attempting because you to... you are gonna have to like shove it underneath. I don't want to make any noise. The floor condition, I think, doesn't matter as much. But no. as long as it's we'll just throw a rug over the it. The sound, the sound makes a difference. So if I need to like pound <clears> it into the floor and make a whole racket, I won't. Uh, to get any sort of significant leverage, since this is an ironwood tub, and it's filled with a couple hundred gallons at least of water. Maybe. You, you pretty quickly surmise that okay. you could you could get it under there. It would be very hard to preserve the condition of the floor or do it without making noise. But yes. you, you could accomplish getting a crowbar underneath no, we are still being sneaky. So I will attempt to move the tub without the assistance of the crowbar, like by grabbing onto some of the filigree or, or whatever. There's not a lot to grab onto, so you don't have the best handhold, but mm-hmm. you, you get a little bit of something, make a strength check. You get every ounce of energy that you can muster trying to pull this thing up. And I mean, you're you're starting to sweat, you're pulsing, you can feel your heart racing as you're just applying everything to this. And you get maybe a couple millimeters 
up on your own, and you just you can't overcome the sheer weight of this object. Okay, it's so like a steel tower. What I'm going to so, try next is I'm going to, I'm going to use my um, is it the rain the, the, the rain skin the cape the, the rain catcher the rain catcher now attempt to smoosh splash the water out of the tub not to lift it up but to just splash it out um okay you put it in there and you splash about in the water and the the water moves about but it refuses to create smaller it 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 becomes almost like you're watching a jello move. You can't create droplets that separate from the hole. So you see this wave move and it goes whoosh and rises up and then falls back down into itself. Well, I have tried some things. Okay. I'm going to go into the tub. Okay. And just get down there, hold my breath, and get as close to it as possible, mm -hmm. and try to attune to it, just thinking, I am Lines, I am best musician, the voice sucks, you belong to me now. I'm gonna think that as hard as I can. Okay. Um, I'm not saying that you can't do this, but you as a character would know that Typically, an attunement process takes the better part of about an hour to really familiarize yourself with the object. So, the underwater portion of your plan I use my here, slide whistle as a breathing strike. <laughs> Why don't you just put your foot on it? I'm not... Okay, so you, you, in real life, literally have a slide whistle. I have no idea if that could work like under, underwater to. No, because actually, what it does is uh, there is not. It can suck some air through here, but uh, if you block the slide itself, actually blocks the air. So okay, so that's that is not possible. All right, but I can, <laughs> but I can stand on it. Does that? And you, well, you I guess definitely... I guess a mechanic question is, can you? It's a process to attune. Do you can you feel yourself getting closer? Because I know once you break it, it you have to start over. But yeah, do you, you feel you, like it starts? Do you feel it to start happening? Yes. Yeah. Uh, since you've all attuned to different objects, you are all aware that you form this strange, almost sixth sense, this like extra body part of connection with uh, your attuned items and you become aware of them in a way that you aren't aware of other things. It's not like you know where they all are, but it's like you can just feel them. It's, you know, in between, sort of a liminal connection. Uh, so you, you get you to be strong. What were you saying? Um, it, it is, I mean, it's a tub. The About as deep as a hot tub, so we're talking like, three feet. Can you, like, get yourself underwater in it? Of course. But 
you also like could be in like contact with it and not have your head submerged either. <laughs> like that's also an I'll, option I'll just, just to let so. you help piece together the, the I, image. Here. I have a thought. We know attunement takes like an hour normally, but we also know like your old thumper. You attune to it differently. You attune to it by intimidating the, the thing itself. It might be that you have to prove to this pick that you are a better performer and more worthy of it than the voices. So why don't you stand on it, try and connect with it, and give the performance of your life? Yeah? Give. Give me, give me guidance. I give you eagle splendor. Ooh, what does that do? You have advantage on charisma checks. Oh, all right. <laughs> That's my last second level spell. Wait, what if we need to use find object? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not as worried about that right now. <laughs> all right, I'm going to play my lute, my best instrument. Of course. And... That does have a plus two with the uh, when we got enchanted way way back, right? Does it? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, you yeah, did. you yeah, enchanted you did. it at uh, yep. drowning in magic, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Yep, way back when you enchanted it to have a plus two to performance. performance. Oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. I only oh got a uh, fifteen. Okay. Um, you you feel a connection with you and the pick, but you're able to determine that performance alone. That this isn't forming and deepening the connection. What? The, the best way that I can describe this is that you are receiving some sort of inspiring energies from the pick, but your performance isn't deepening that, it's not enhancing that, it's not making new connections. You're not feeling like you're getting closer with the pick this way. What do we know about the god that made this? That's what I'm looking for. Samirn is the god of um, arts and performances and um, passion and love. They are a, a deity that has domain over, you know, any artist and their their craft, their love, but also over things that you are simply deeply passionate about, whether it is your profession or not. So if you just absolutely love, um, you know, reading the mysteries, you know? Well, Samirin is the deity that would um, be present and deepen and enhance that. And fulfill that and you you may even um, offer up prayers to Samirn that they would inspire a, a new author to write something that you love try and make a new song 
I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. Something you really are passionate about. And remember, like, I'll, I'm not your antagonist. I'm happy to help and guide you through what your character might know that you as a player might not fully understand. Well, I'm passionate about music and beating the voice. So we'll try to just strum up something together with those concepts. I'll turn into the, the voice to give you inspiration. I am now seethingly angry. That's passion. And I'll include a lyric about how I will defeat him with God's helps or none. And I'll do a little dance. Okay. You find that the song comes flowing out of you as you do this, make this performance. Like a uh, performance check. You have Eagle Splendor still, oh, so delicious. you have advantage. It's an hour. I wasted all of my, nat, <laughs> my cat faces. Yeah. Are you coming up cat butts now? Yeah, no, not quite that bad. Um, it's still going to be uh, 18. Okay. It, it's a pretty good song. And as you're performing, and it's just this sort of flow of consciousness right now. What you you realize that although it maybe isn't perfect the way it is, because it's a little bit too personal, that there's definitely a really good song here. One that people would like, one that could be a commercial success. So you start to try to remember this and commit it to memory. Sorry, get me my uh, notepad. <laughs> no. Get me mine, or get me the voices notepad. Are you singing this out loud? No. Yeah. Oh. But I do. I'm still standing well, in the pool now. I'm just I mean, writing lyrics on a uh, on some parchment. And little. But it uh, doesn't get things wet. So. You've got oh, yeah. notes and rhythm and everything written down, and what the chords are. So you write this down. You don't feel any closer to the pick, though. Well, I don't need the pick. I'm nines. I'm great already. I'm bored of this mission. Let's leave now. This is an impressive pick. How are we doing time-wise? You've been in here about 20 minutes. It has felt like forever. <laughs> yeah. Why are you still the voice? I'm inspiring your passion. I feel like that should have given me disadvantage. Okay. one remarks. So, you you can't move the pick. Nope. Right? And we can't move the, uh, the tub. Well, is that true or do we just, we can't move it and not make noise? Because it looked like you got a little tiny itty bitty bit when you were lifting. We could definitely move it, but make a lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. And the water doesn't seem to want to, like, split up. That's the weirdest thing, watching you make that wave. It was very odd that the water did not splash out because it mm -hmm. splashed up to the edge. Up and kind of like mm -hmm. over and then just back down. It was, I've never seen water do that. So, uh, it, I mean, to me, the water is clearly enchanted. I think we all agree on that, yeah? Mm. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, who will who is able to disenchant magic water or enchanted water? I can't dispel magic and for another level. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us can. Well, then so, Karmoth, you're not going to like this. I don't see any other way to get at that pick without getting the the water out of here and maybe the tub. We've got to do something to break the enchantment. We have all said that. That does not lead us to a conclusion about how. And I don't want to mix Oratmal magic with divine magic. A, a lich-powered thing is one thing. <laughs> well, just... You don't need to dispel the magic. Just turn the tub into something else. If you... Um, you can make an attempt since uh, your detect magic is still up to try and discern what this magic is but it, it's not going to be comfortable so if you want to attempt I'm going to have you make a will save since you're going to have to try to wisdom hmm. yeah wisdom excuse me not a will save <laughs> thank you um, way too much time in older versions mm -hmm. if you want to attempt it'll be a wisdom saving throw to basically withstand the sheer power of the divine magic radiating off of this. I will make one effort to do that. Okay. Do I get guidance? No, I have a concentration spell. Oh. Um, and it's mine. I could, I could, weren't you inspired by my, my song? Yes, 13. Okay. You take um, radiant damage. <laughs> no. Psychic. You take fifteen. Oof. Uh, I'm gonna get, yeah, I'm gonna say, for lack of a better descriptor here, psychic damage. Ouch. <laughs> Just ouch. <laughs> Ow! Oh! Oof! Ooh, that, that smarts. That was the bad brain bonk okay. there. 15. That was extremely painful, what I attempted to do. I do not know if I gained any knowledge or not. We'll find out. Uh, you burnt your hands, too. You, um, you detect the magic that is hard to see underneath the divine. And it is abjuration. Protection. So there is something else at work other than divine magic here. You know, I report my findings to those around me who might know more what that is than I do. Can I search the tub for any sort of magical runes or other 
devices relating to abjuration magic that might be fueling the enchantment. Sure. Is that Arcana? Investigation? In Investigation. You, since you're looking for them and not trying to understand something you already found. Um, 11. There, it's pretty easy to search the tub. And the water is very clear. You see nothing. But a thought occurs to you. There is a fairly large surface to which you do not have access to see. The bottom. All right, let's all tip over the tub. Can't you make it smaller? What? Why? How? Have magic? I don't know. You might also have bigger ones, I think. I didn't prepare in large reduce today. <laughs> and I think that only works on creatures. I do have another thought. Yeah? We could wait for the noise of the fireworks and the inevitable explosion that will destroy the entire power, entire power <laughs> supply of the city and then tip it at that time. Although that is our running away time. Yeah, that would be how our... How important is this artifact? I don't want the voice to have it. All right. What, is there any carpet in here, like a rug? Yeah, several rugs, yeah. Probably like rolled up and pushed off to the side like everything else. Oh, some of the rugs are left in place. Okay. Let's pile up rugs where we're going to tip it to as a cushion. Mm -hmm. And then all of us together will try and tip this thing up. I have I have my crowbar. Does anyone else have any tools they could use? Uh, we can slide a rope underneath once we have enough clearance. Yeah, that would be good. Mm -hmm. Okay. You are our Koromanth if you think that we must do this. Uh, to complete this this uh, adventure, then I will make a go of it. But you must all help at once. Okay. Um, here. Hands you a, a grappling hook. Hook that underneath. Going to be on the other side. If this whole thing goes washing out that way, we don't need the pick washing away with it. It's a good thing that this liquid does not get things wet. <clears throat> Otherwise, it would leak through this floor. <laughs> you okay, also? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just as aspirated. I am so choked up at the idea <laughs> of being caught here on the third floor of the. Good save. Good save. Just for safety, I'm going to close the door in case the pick washes by me. Can mm. we lock the door? Yeah, there, there actually is a lock if you want to lock it. Yeah. You lock the door. Well, <laughs> we, we don't need to be disturbed so, doing this. Well, while they're doing that. Cormonth goes over <laughs> to the two ogres sitting outside. Well, <laughs> while they're doing that. While they're, they're doing used that, to that happening, probably. Yeah. Well, while they're doing that, I'd like to see if there's a hairbrush in the bathroom. A hairbrush in the bathroom? Yeah. No. Oh, I wanted to get some voice hair for my hair collection. Check the shower. It's interesting that there's no, there's nothing in here. The bathroom looks unused. The, the, the towels, all of this looks completely untouched. Okay. As though, uh, I mean, when you're staying at a hotel, you walk in, 
And everything in the bathroom is like just right where it's left, creased and everything. All right, let's do this. We will stealthily shove the giant tub over. Okay, that's what we're doing. All right, Dan Hillwin, give me a hand pulling from this side with the rope and uh, you three lift over there. Let's see if we can do it. Also my Herculean strength time. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll inspire Olsep real quick. Mm. I do it quietly, by the way. <laughs> so that is the best part of our role play. <laughs> You haven't done that in a while. Yeah, it's haven't. been a while since we had time for prep. Yes, that we grab. That's a D6, right? Yes, and okay. six, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, strength, right? Yeah. Oof. Yes. Dirty twenty. I use luck. Because <laughs> <laughs> it can't get any worse. Oh, it almost did. Well, it's not bad though. Strength. Okay, I, I'm gonna use your your. Uh, Wait, was uh, does luck? Is it one use only, or can you? No, I have three of them. I know, but can you use it multiple times on a single roll? Mm, no, I don't think so. Uh, no, no. You can. You have to use. I can the either new. use. I can either use the 18 or the one. Um, probably. I have to choose one. So. They're Actually, calling... no. If I roll again, I must use the second. Yeah. One. Yes, you must use the second one. Ooh. Very nice. They're using a grappling hook to pull it over. Yes. Can I have? Can I turn into a war horse and try and pull it as a horse with the rope? Like they harness it to me. Yes, but without. I mean, I'm not saying no. But it might be but, loud. But there's. There's a reason that we don't tie the rope to the horse, but rather to the saddle on the horse. Or a yoke. On, or the yoke. Uh, because there's only two places that you can get a horse, and it would be like using your teeth, which isn't very, it's not super strong gripping onto it, or around your neck, yeah. which you're not going to want to pull very hard because that's where no, you breathe I will, through. I'll hold off on the horse plan. I, I mean, there are ways. Uh, I rolled a 14 for just regular strength. Okay. But I turn it. I make myself look buff. Sure. It's like Soria going like, oh, yeah. yeah that inspiration. Is Leg day. I don't see anything in the rule that says you can't. It just says whenever you do a die so or a roll. So I don't think. Let me take a look at it. No, I don't want. I, to, I know you don't want to. I, just, I don't want to roll again because it won't. It, it won't be better. Yeah. It, the odds of it being better are really slow. Like, the important thing with luck is you can't know the result of whatever you've rolled. Mm -hmm. What I know is that this one was going to be bad and it could only be improved. So I rolled again with my luck, um, and I did okay. 27. 27 is still pretty good. Yeah. And my natural 19. I mean...
it's one of these rules where your interpretation could allow for that. I'm just gonna say, as a as a blanket, on each any time that you are using your feet, <laughs> the phrasing here is that you can roll an additional d20. So I'm just gonna say you can just you get one additional d20 because it just says an additional. So uh, we can argue about whether that is online or not, but for our game, (laughs) for our game, in this moment, it's just one additional d20. And that's what I did, and it was way better than the one I had before. Okay. So final uh, scores from everybody, please. Dirty twenty for me. Dirty twenty. 27. 27. 14. Okay. That's pretty good. For me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look good. Do it? you want to use your Raven Bar? No, let's just do it. Would, would it change the outcome with the. It, I'm basically asking do you want to use a lever? Yes. <laughs> in this, which I am using will enhance your ability. I am using my lever. Okay. Just leveraging as much leveraging as I can get because we're going to be making noise as this thing tips over anyway. And I'm going to use Crobashalar too. Okay, so you are also using a lever. Yes. I have it around. It's not as good as a Raven Bar, but. Okie dokie. The Raven Bar melted. You just have the Changeling Crobashalar. I have the Changeling one, yeah. Yeah. It's not it didn't melt, it broke. I'm going to get it repaired. Yeah, <laughs> you broke it. That's right. Yeah, right now you've got the, the got Nice Hawk Bar. So you, but <laughs> nice. you uh, managed to get just enough energy to tip the tub up, and the water comes rushing out. The pick goes with it. Coromanth grabs the pick, puts it inside his coat pockets. And the water immediately goes rushing out under the door, just And you hear Bedlam in the other room. As... Who is Bedlam? Another As it's very clear from the sounds, furniture, tables, like bookshelves, parts of the banquet are just torn about. That much water went under the door all at once? It's magic. <laughs> it's magic water. <laughs> but it didn't get anything wet. Metagame, it is water that has been enchanted to constantly stay together and uh, never let anything pass up through it. It's basically uh, like a liquid club swinging with the weight of a thousand pounds or more just smashing through the house right so now. The, we have killed a lot of so people the, today. <laughs> so the water was like a single block, and that's why we couldn't pick the pick up. But maybe we could have slid it along the bottom and up the side. I think I did try pushing it. Oh, you did try pushing it to the side. Yes. That's right. Because it, it would have been around the side, too. Yeah. Okay. And it just, you hear absolute destruction on the other side. Hmm. I think that we should leave. We should accomplished. Yelling. Alarms we now. We casually open the door. You who are nines. I, I thought we were leaving. Just looking in like, 
Did the door just get smashed open by this then? Um, since the first bits of water went under the door, all the rest sort of Sucked flowed through. with it that way. Go. Yeah. Okay. It behaves oddly. It's like flubber. A little bit. It's a little bit like flubber water. Yeah. Okay. You are nice. Yes. Do you still have your fireworks? Spell? Of course. I still have spell I slots. Open the window. I'm not too responsible, like some people in Is our Is there party. a roof below us? Um, let me just double check the map here. Well, I thought that when we Coral. talked to the ogres, they said we can just leave through the window. Mm-hmm. Coralmont has a grappling hook with a rope on it. Um, you... There is, there is a roof in this area, yes. You'd be able to slide down onto, uh... uh it's a fairly steep roof, but... Mm-hmm. Let's it's get only, onto the roof. It's only, like, a few feet below the window. And it's uh, set back in, so there's like two stories, and then sort of an inset, and then like a turret let's, tower, let's, and that's kind of what you're in. Let's get down onto the win- onto the roof. Mm-hmm. You set off your pyrotechnics. Um. Yes, we get into a place that open, open, and is looking towards the where our uh, what's his name again. Famous. Famous. Famous is, and presumably he's there because we told him to stay there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cast Pyrotechnics. Okay. So a five-foot cube within range will pop up, and it will explode in fireworks, and no one look directly at it. Okay. We do not look at it. <laughs> Everyone turns and looks away. We look away. We have heard our gaze. Actually, I can shoot it 60 feet away, so... Yeah. So you shoot it out. There's a small but noticeable uh, firework display out there. And... Nothing happens. Well, it takes a minute. For the fuse. (laughs) So let's head... I'm going to look down off the roof and see where the most activity is versus the least activity. Can we hear where the water is right now? Like a rough idea? Is it just <laughs> down through the house? Like, it, do we feel the house move vibrating? Yes. <laughs> this is great. Yes. Uh, can I you, put my shoes back? You on? see? Uh, yes, you can. Okay. The uh, everyone can have your shoes back on. Okay. The you you don't have a line of sight to. Any of the exits of the building from here. But you kind of hear like there's water leaving out the main entrance. Let's go. I'm going to go over to the back side of the house and look down, see if there's anyone down there. So up on the north side? No, north side, yeah. Okay, so sort of where the utility shed is. Yeah. All right. There's, you know, pe- there's plenty of people still moving about there because that's where all of the staff working the event were going in and out. So there's food. There's some food that's been prepared outside, uh, like, you know, some of the cooked meats and things are being cooked outside. And there's refreshments being brought in, new barrels of But they're not reacting things. to the noise. No, they're not reacting to the noise. Does it sound like there's a concert still going on? Yeah, you don't get the sense that maybe the water has disturbed the concert. 
It's a very loud concert. And I, the voice it is be... quite loud. You can definitely hear it outside. Let's just go down the back side and head north out through, out to the wall if we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes, we'll yeah. go that way. And I, I will resume being <laughs> Robert. So we're going to in, try in and... In case anyone decides uh, use... to stop us. Yeah, we'll use the grappling hook to try and stealthily descend down the uh, north side of the house. Uh, since you have a moment to attach and prepare, it's not hard. Coromanth uh, is uh, first one to go down, make sure it's safe. He's got the best ability to land from a fall. And he says it it's holding pretty well. It felt stable, so come on down. All right. We come down quietly. Mm-hmm. He waits for all of you and then... Uh, gives a little flick up the rope and it unhooks the grappling hook and he stands back as it comes back down and picks it up. Let's so you who are a Yes. Yes, are you using that grappling hook in the future? I think I would like to do one. <laughs> you may have a grappling hook. Thank you. Okay. He just, just give. He just hands you a grappling mm-hmm. hook. It, it's a grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Now let's keep moving. Come on. With Cormonth! What? Well, if someone stops us and they figure out something's missing, they might get concerned if you have a pick, because why would you have a pick? You should give it to me because I have a loot. They won't get suspicious as I cast suggestion on them. (laughs) (laughs) Knew this was coming. I think that's a very reasonable request. Your concern is warranted, but... This is something I need to hold on to. It's worth a shot. Yep. Worth that spell slot. <laughs> Let's sneak north through the compound. There's sort of like woodsy, gardeny stuff north, right? By the way, here. I did manage to pull this out from one of the chests I found in the room. Looks like it's the voice's personal traveling chest. Pulls out a huge bag. Oh, I'll put that in the bag. It's heavy. I'll drop it in the bag. <laughs> you, as you grab it from him, your arm does one of the, like, <laughs> and you're, Zoya, you're guessing that there's you like probably I'll just like throw it in the magic 70 bag. to 80 pounds of coin in there. Hmm. At least it is not a toad at the moment. You could hear it, like, clinking around. We will look at it later. That's your take. As promised, the only thing I'm having here is the pick. You can have everything else. Oh, I want those weird waiter boots. <laughs> well, you can't have these, oh. but... Uh, I think I have an extra pair back in the warehouse. <laughs> Oh, that gives us an incentive to get back. We're sneaking. And all of a sudden, you hear a thunderous boom. I need everyone to make (laughs) a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) Oh, no. That's good. Well, I got best number. Is the boom coming from above us, next to us? Sort of behind you, and right before you felt that, there was a flash that you saw. 
Oh no. <laughs> Result? Best number? Nine. Yes. 21. Four. Four. Oh, okay. no. I throw uh, my body over. No, no, <laughs> no you over didn't. Over you did not have time to there, react. There's nothing here to saving throws. Um, Ulseth, you, Hulwan, and Koromanth are knocked down to your knees, but held up. You two are fully thrown <laughs> off of your feet, to tumbling 15 feet forward, and each of you takes... You were 15 feet closer to the exit. Good for you. That's like at the bright side of life. Each of you takes nine bludgeoning damage Jeff, from the throw into the trees, basically. Did that feel Just, like a Kosterian flash grenade? Oh, that felt much worse than a Kosterian flash oh, grenade. Okay. Did it come from the direction You of... hear the sounds of falling glass as every window nearby you has been shattered by the pressure wave from a massive explosion. Oh. Well, maybe we shouldn't have done that. The fuse went off. Yeah. The fuse went off. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking if it came in the direction of uh, Thamus. It did. There was a long time between the fireworks and the, and the explosion. I hope you he ran as... left a decent fuse. Mm -hmm. And we'll find out what happens next in the next session. No! <laughs> Just like Thamus's head come from. No! <laughs> No. <laughs> no. No. Famous, no. Okay, famous, yeah. famous takes nine fledgling death. The whatever peace and calm had been there a moment ago is no longer. Everything there. goes black too, right? Not everything goes black. Uh -huh. No. You two are thrown against trees, basically. Uh -huh. um, the. The other three, you have man you've been knocked to your knees, but managed to, you know, brace yourself. Do we do like a superhero landing? Uh, no. Not even with a twenty-one. No, it. No. This is clumsy. You managed to make a saving throw, not a skill check. <laughs> well, we could try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there is no longer any peace or semblance of order and quiet around you. Everything has become pure chaos. Chaos is good. One can hide in chaos. So we'll find out what happens next week. <sighs> it's a little short uh, session, but you know, that's that's where I always intended to break this part. So that's that's where we arrived. We did a good job. Yeah, we did a thing. We it, did for the most part. It actually went. We did according Dragon's to plan, actually. Comerian, well, goodbye. We're in the we're, middle we're of the Comerian goodbye. goodbye. You're in the middle of a very Comerian goodbye. <laughs> uh, thank you again for watching, everyone. We will see you next week. Until then, stay safe. Enjoy the, the remaining summer weather. It's too and, hot. Uh, I'm not going to enjoy it at all. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're a few episodes ahead, as always, on our recording, and man, today was just beastly. <laughs> so, um, enjoy yourselves, enjoy the rest of your summers. We'll see you soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.